Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Hammer Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. She is one half of the Chicks on the Right program. They do a daily show. They've got an awesome website. And she's WIBC alumni. Mock joins us. How are you, Mock? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. And... Better than those Ivy League presidents that are having to resign. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Things could be worse if you look at what's happening with these Ivy League presidents. You know, this is crazy because it doesn't feel like it should be a hot take to say anti-Semitism is bad. Like, why all of a sudden is that such a hot take for some of these elite Ivy League school presidents? It's amazing, right? So Liz McGill is gone. We're still waiting on the other two, Claudine Gay, and I don't even remember what the MIT lady's name is. Was McGill Penn or Harvard? Penn. Okay, and we're and and Gay is Harvard. I think she's got. They all got to be gone. I mean, I I know the lady from Penn is is definitely out of there, but it's so funny because they, you know, they testified in front of this, um, you know, committee about uh, anti-Semitism on college campuses, and they were like, "Well, it depends on the context." You know, (laughs) it was the old Bill Clinton depends on what your definition of is is. Exactly. This is not. This was not complicated. And Elise Stefanik gave all three of them ample opportunities to be clear about their stance, and they just could not do it. Now, if you would have, if you would have put any other group in place of the Jews, oh, they would please. have had no problem. I mean, if you yeah. would have asked, "Hey, is it is calling for the genocide of gay people wrong at Harvard?" I can assure you that Claudine Gay would have been very, very quick to answer in the affirmative. But the, the, when it comes to Israel, when it comes to the Jews, these university leaders have shown just how anti-Semitic they are. And it's crazy because these were the first people that were finger-wagging you during every other crisis, right? When it was yeah. 2020, when it was the summer of love, white students, you need to sit down and listen. When it was COVID and COVID restrictions, heaven forbid you didn't have 17 different booster shots, they would <laughs> wag that finger at you and kick you off campus. But when it comes to doing horrific things against the Jews, they turn the blind eye. Yeah, and then they claim context is required. In no other, with no other group, would context ever be required. It was just an absolute clown show. And and the one that, the McGill chick who left, who finally resigned, she was the worst of them because of that smirk. Did you guys see oh, yeah. how often she just had that smug smirk on her face that was insufferable and very so peter strzok like peter strzok yes. oh my god yes very struck like but unfortunately as some of our because we talked about this this morning on our podcast and some of our audience members were saying she remains on staff and will yeah. as a tenured professor so i don't know what loss financially or otherwise she's actually going to suffer and that's really frustrating is that you know she's actually not going to leave the university if that donor hadn't pulled his hundred million dollar donation do you think she'd still be president no way i mean it requires <laughs> oh. the pressure of where the money comes from yeah. right? and so they're talking money talks 
and they talk loudly. I swear to God, though, these college campuses are the same, you know, to piggyback on something Hammer said, these college campuses are the same ones that would, you know, grounds for expulsion if you dead name somebody or don't use the right yeah. pronouns or, you yeah. know, you might create a microaggression for a minority <laughs> student or something like that. And then all of a sudden, this is just blown up in their face. Right. And these are, you know, the, the kids that are on these campuses that are, you know, that are screaming for genocide, essentially, and, and talking about from the river to the sea. These same kids are the ones that would be like, oh, my God, if Ben Shapiro shows up on our campus, we're all going to die. Like they get so triggered by just the appearance of someone who wants to say things that they disagree with in a polite and calm manner, and they would have to run for a safe space. And now they're literally marching on campus, calling for the genocide of an entire people. It makes no sense. And again, Mock, I'm somebody that just wants a little consistency. 2020 yeah. was not that long ago. You know, it feels like we're talking about something that happened 15, 20 years ago. We're talking about something <laughs> that happened three summers ago. Yeah. And I'm old enough to remember when companies had to have special sessions with their employees. How do you have uncomfortable conversations? News networks had town halls. How do we heal as a nation and do all these things? Nobody seems to be carrying any water for all the anti-Semitic crap that's going on right now. And the Jews are like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> right. And so many of them, <laughs> unfortunately, are, are it's like a real reckoning for them because so many of them were marching in lockstep with some of the some of the BLM protesters, for example, or with other minority groups. They were always there by their side expecting that as an oppressed minority group, they would have the same support um, from from those groups that they were themselves supporting. And now they're finding out what reality is. And it's got to be really difficult for longtime super liberal Jewish people who are like, wait a minute, where where'd everybody go? I was I was there at the marches. Why aren't why aren't I getting the same support from these people that I stood next to when they were being oppressed or supposedly oppressed? And where's and Justin like, Timberlake what? at? Where's Steve Carell yeah. at? Where's Kamala Harris at to maybe help out some of the victims of anti-Semitic attacks the same way that they did with the Summer of Love when they were bailing out rioters? Exactly. That's exactly right. Mock from the Chicks on the Right here on the Hammer and Nigel show. Pivot just a little bit to uh, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Alex Jones, back on X. Uh, Where are we at with that? How do you feel? Well, I mean, I think it's probably the right decision. You know, I think Elon wants to be somebody who's looked at it as a believer in free speech. And I think his reaction initially to kick Alex Jones off was done out of emotion because he feel, you know, he had a still uh, a child die in his arms. And so he feels very, very strongly that what Alex said about all the Sandy Hook stuff was, was super wrong, but they had a space, uh, a Twitter space or an X space, I guess I should say um, over the weekend where, I mean, what a, a, a crazy group of people all in one space. It was Vivek. It was Alex Jones. It was Elon Musk. It was uh, it was Matt Gates. They were all the and the Tate brothers like they were all together. And I know Elon asked Alex Jones directly to explain himself. And I guess, you know, he did to his satisfaction. It was also a space in which Vivek went to the bathroom and kept his mic on. So everyone <laughs> heard him pee. He pulled yeah. a Frank Drebin.
we played it on our show this morning, and it was it was absolutely hilarious because when they ca- it was Alex Jones who was speaking at the time, and you can hear Vivek's stream, and, and then all of a sudden Alex Jones is like, "Hey, somebody's mic is on in the bathroom," and then the the host stream. of the space, Mario, said, "Oh, that's Vivek," and Vivek totally played it off. It was great because he was like, "Sorry, guys." And Elon, I think it was Elon that said, well, I hope you feel better. And he was like, yeah, I feel great. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Mock is with us, one half of the (laughs) Chicks on the Right program. Uh, Speaking of Vavek, the big debate was last week. And, man, it started off like where everybody was going to gang up on Nikki Haley. But by the end of the night, you had Chris Christie and Vivek almost throwing down with each other. I'm just curious as to what you thought of the whole night. Well, um, it was uh, there were some there were some fights, man. That was a, that was an entertaining debate for sure. I mean, you know, I'm slightly biased, but I thought DeSantis just absolutely ran away with it. I know people's mileage may vary on that, um, but it was interesting. You know, Chris Christie is still there, and I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. But but what's interesting too is that that was the RNC's last. Um, I guess, participation in any GOP primary debates. There's going to be two that are on CNN in January, but the RNC is not going to have anything to do with those. And that means, I think, unless I'm wrong about this, but I think that means that those same four will be back on the stage because there won't be the same, you know, milestones to achieve in order to make the RNC's requirements because they're no longer involved. I think CNN, what I read, and I might be wrong about this, is the, the restrictions and requirements might be a little um, more strict as to narrow down really? the field to right. to Nikki Haley and DeSantis is, is what I glean. I but, hope but, that uh, that's true. Yeah. I hope that's well, true. Well, I, I still think Vivek should be up there because I love him. I love the guy. <laughs> I, I'm a we just want Vivek. the entertainment value. Does. Right? Yeah, we want a loose cannon up there that's got nothing else to lose because let's be honest, <laughs> unless Donald Trump gets locked up and he can't run for whatever reason, none of these people are going to win. So if we're going to watch <laughs> this thing, I almost feel like the guys in the Delta House at Animal House, if they're going to kick us out anyway, we might as well have a good time. <laughs> we might as well be yeah. entertained by Vivek. Well, he definitely provides the entertain. I mean, he's the one that really, you know, riles everything up for sure. Everybody else, I think, would probably be fairly polite. Although Chris Christie tends to be, you know, he he tends to scrap he's as well. He's a dope. So. <laughs> <laughs> Waddles on stage. The the seminal moment in that debate was when Vivek told him to go have a nice dinner. <laughs> A, t- a nice, nice meal dinner. off the nice- stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. What is happening uh, with the chicks on the right? Well, we are still, uh, you know, at it. We've got um, a couple more weeks of podcasts to do before we hit a two-week break, and we're off to Costa Rica with some of our um, insiders and supporters that have decided to come along with us, so we're excited about that. That's fancy talk for drug dealers, isn't it, Mock? You're going to Costa Rica (laughs) with some insiders, and you're going to be selling Colombian Bam Bam. That's what's going to be happening. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> well, Mark, um, have a great uh, break if we don't speak to you between now and then, and we'll pick back up as soon as we can. Bet You bet. Have a great Christmas break, you guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.